This episode of the Supply Chain Brain Podcast is supported by SAP, the global provider of software and technology for business operations, customer relations, and the supply chain. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for an update on the company. But now, on to the podcast. Supply chains are going digital, but what exactly does that mean? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. There's been plenty of talk of late about the digital supply chain, but it can be tough to nail down exactly what that term means. It's about more than the use of computers, which are hardly new to the world of business, or even modern-day forms of communication like electronic data interchange. Going digital today means transforming every aspect of the supply chain, from product design to customer relations, and, in the process, creating a so-called digital mirror of those functions. Today, we'll dive into the meaning of the digital supply chain with Hans Talbauer, Senior Vice President of Digital Supply Chain and Industry 4.0 with SAP. He'll define the full scope of the initiative and explain how it provides companies with a true picture of actual demand. We'll learn what it takes for companies to gear up for serving a customer segment of one. So here is my conversation with Hans Talbauer. Hans Talbauer, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I want to start by asking you to clarify for me what is sometimes a very vague term. I'd like you to help nail down exactly what we mean when we talk about the digital supply chain. Absolutely. Digital supply chain, the easiest way to explain it is to think about all the business processes which are important for a chief operating officer or a chief supply chain officer. So that, of course, includes everything around planning, planning their supply chain. It includes the logistics area, warehouse management, transportation. But it also includes all the aspects from the design and engineering uh, of a product to manufacturing the product, and then also to asset management, uh, to maintain the equipment, to maintain the product. So all of these processes we define as digital supply chain. Why do we call it digital? Because it's the digital representation of the physical world which we realize with digital supply chain. Yeah, I guess that helps to clarify it a little bit because that word digital sometimes can be confusing because companies can say, well, we've been using computers and automation in our business for years. So why all of a sudden are we talking about digital when in fact they maybe I thought they were doing it before? But this is a whole new transformation and generation of technology then, right? No, absolutely, absolutely. It's really a representation of the real world, right? So it's not only the, let's say, traditional way of thinking, I have a planning system and I have a transactional environment. We really need to create a digital mirror of the real world, a digital twin of the real world. And this is the representation which is necessary in, in order to really adopt new business processes to help companies transforming their businesses 
to create more visibility, to be more customer-centric. This is, I think, very, very important to understand that it's not only, let's say, a, a transaction of I create a purchase order or something like that. It's really a representation of everything that's going on in the real world. And we digitize that and use that in the context of the planning and the transactional environment. I want to talk more about this concept of a digital mirror as it relates to total supply chain visibility in a moment. But first, I want to ask you to kind of set the stage for me and talk about what are some of the business models out there and trends that are driving the need for today's digital supply chain? Yeah, that's a very, very important question. Typically and traditionally, when people think about supply chain, when they think about manufacturing or management, it's very much related to the words like efficiency, effectiveness, productivity, cost savings. So these are typically words which are related to supply chain manufacturing. But what we see, what companies are doing the last couple of years, I would say the last two or three years, is using exactly these processes in order to transform their businesses, in reinvent themselves and create a complete new business model. I understand when we talk about business models that many times it sounds very theoretically and we really need to bring it down to what does it really mean. And I give you a couple of examples if you don't mind. And examples really go through several industries. Let's start with small product industries. The model the companies actually used to run and still are running is very much retail wholesale model, which means I bring or sell my product to uh, the retailer and using a wholesale retail model, which in effect, it really means that I need to have a full truck load. I am super efficient and loading the truck the best possible way, optimize the route and then go and come to the distribution center of the wholesaler or directly to the retailer and then actually get the product sold there. So that's kind of a traditional model. What happened is that almost every single consumer products company in this world and I really mean in everywhere in the world, is changing this model to an online retail model. So what they really want to do is creating a new business model, which is the so-called direct-to-consumer model. Why? Because they want to be as close as possible to the end consumer. They want to actually really serve the end consumer, understand the end consumer, with that not only driving better products and the creation of better products, but also really selling to the product uh, to the end consumer directly. So very, very different way. Why is it different? Because all of a sudden, I cannot send a full truckload anymore to every single end consumer. I need to send a full truckload to a distribution center. But from there, I take over and use the last mile shipment process. Last mile shipment process typically means that I have a delivering the parcel, the product to the end consumer. So a very different model. It changes the way I need to think about my demand management processes. It changes the way I need to think about my logistics processes. If you just think about that a little bit further, right, and think about what are the online retail companies doing, right? So if this is kind of a new competition which is coming from every consumer products company, well, just think about the Amazons, the Alibabas of this world. And there are many, many of these companies that just use these two because they're so well-known 
if you think about where they're differentiating, it's really on the logistics side, right? So how they deliver the product, a delivery within an hour, a delivery, of course, within the same day becomes already kind of normal. A delivery model where maybe it's only half an hour. All these type of methods actually are being introduced. There are super sophisticated processes involved and also new models these companies are driving. And I just came back from China and in Shanghai, there are vans driving around. And these vans are moving retail stores, if you will, right? They're loaded with product. If I, as an end consumer, order something online, the van which is closest to me and has the product will actually deliver. And this is, of course, a model where you need to understand the area where the van is driving around. So if I need to plan what kind of assortment needs to go on this van, I need to understand what is the demographics in this part of the city, what kind of construction is going on, what is the weather situation, what kind of local events are there. And this is actually deciding what kind of products and articles will be put on this van. And so very, very different way of thinking is necessary because it's not the traditional demand supply and I I deliver. I need to understand all kinds of information which is surrounding this kind of model, this, this kind of van, in order to really create a an very efficient and effective way of supporting and delivering the products to the end consumer. So I think actually there are many of these models which are being introduced. But then if you go more into the manufacturing companies, right, manufacturing industries, they are changing the way in order to sell more and more solutions and not only the product. Right, So you get an experience uh, which is being sold to you and not only the product itself. What that means, if you go to, uh, let's say, the discrete manufacturing side of the house, if you think about uh, machines which are being sold, right? A machine being sold, okay. Now, what companies are doing, instead of selling the machine, they actually sell the output of the machine, which means I put the machine to my customer, I ensure as an equipment manufacturer, I ensure that the machine is up and running and only if the machine is up and running and creates output, then I get paid, then I get revenue, which in essence means I need to have the information about the machine, I need to be connected, my maintenance process needs to be connected because I need to send a service technician in order to maintain this equipment in order to ensure that the machine is up and running. You think about logistic service providers in this context, right? And then think about what they are doing. And many of those companies really start to introduce models where it's about printing products, right? So digitizing inventory where we had physical inventory. And this digitization of inventory really means I use 3D printing or additive layer manufacturing processes where I used to have warehouses. Now I have them filled with 3D printers or these machines in order to print the product whenever they are needed. So in order to support very fast shipment around the world, support a very different way of how I can use service parts. I don't need to have them somewhere laying around for a month until they're consumed. I can actually print them when needed and send them immediately around the world. So it's fascinating because all of these models enabled by thinking about supply chain and manufacturing in a different way. So it must call for an incredibly larger amount, specificity, and availability of information. It's a great thing to say that companies want to do this. Indeed, they have no choice but to do this. But the big question is how. Talk a little bit about some of the overarching strategies that companies are employing in order to move in this direction. It's absolutely correct. So we need to have 
a different understanding of data and information and correlate this data in a different way in order to support these models. It's not that data would not be available, but it is always a little bit isolated, right? So we use it for specific purposes. If we start to correlate information, then it really becomes something new and then we can enable this type of processes which help these companies to transform. So when you think about this, we really need to introduce the idea of customer centricity. Right. So many of these models I just described really have front and center this idea of how can I put my customer into the center in everything what I do. And this means I need to understand every single customer. I'm talking about a customer segment of one. Very, very different than in the past where we try to aggregate everything, where we try to aggregate forecast and demand management to a very standardized way. We need to go to a very individual way and still provide it on a standard process and do that with the standard process. So very, very important to understand that. We need to think about every single customer because every single customer is different, wants to be served differently, wants to actually have this personal experience and satisfaction. And with that, ensuring that you're not only driving the efficiency, but really also driving the revenue growth for the company. So customer centricity, very important. How can we do that, right? When we think about all these processes which we have introduced in the past. Well, if I need to individualize, you can immediately understand that I have much more data volume. So I need to think about automation of processes. But we cannot just automate. We need to do that in an intelligent way. We need to use technology like machine learning in order to really support that. And there's an industry term which is being introduced in order to describe what's going on there. And it's called the so-called touchless supply chain. And touchless means the system is guiding you in order to determine the forecast, determine the response to the forecast, determine the logistics, and the best situation, it's only being monitored by people, but the system is actually doing everything in an automated manner, uh, in a so-called touchless manner. Without suggesting the complete removal of the human from the supply chain, right? By touchless, we don't mean that there are no people involved at all. What we mean is we actually bring the people away from very, let's say, transactional type of process really to running the business. Think about it. Now so many people really need to type in any kind of orders, need to retype them, need to look at transactions and so on. We need to really think about the business process. How can I serve the customer? And if the system can take away all this, let's say, transactional environment in an automated way, if the system can, can come up also with a proposal about a demand, a forecast, which is really driving to much more forecast accuracy than in the past, then this is what we are talking about. At the same time, there are companies out there who say, if I have a system-generated forecast, I don't want to have anyone involved anymore in order to change it. So they really rely more on the system-generated forecast with the belief that there is no better forecast, actually. So we cannot come up with something else, and therefore we automate that process as well. Right? So there is actually the thinking, this touchless supply chain means touchless, but it needs to be monitored. It needs to be supported by people who have a business understanding to really guide the system and create the business rules. Right? So that's what's really behind the touchless supply chain. 
How do we even define, kind of get our arms around the types of technologies that are required to achieve this? I imagine we're talking about a number of solutions that range across the supply chain, not just one specific solution set in order to make all this possible. That's true, but at the same time, it's actually not so complicated. What we need to do is we need to have data management in place, which allows us to correlate information, information which I mentioned before, where it's really about the weather information. Maybe you want to bring in information about events. Maybe you want to bring in information about constructions and what have you. So all these type of information with the demand supply information. And if you correlate that, you can come up with a much better situation, a much better result in creating a forecast. So I think through this correlation, you build this data management, these data lakes. And based on that, you use IT technology like machine learning in order to really uh, help to make sense out of this data, help correlate this information. And if you use that, then you need to tie it into the business process itself. Technology by itself is just technology, but you need to tie it into the business. And the business is then I actually generate my demand supply plans. I execute uh, on the logistic side. I produce in manufacturing, right? So if we can embed it, then we generate value in the best way. But it's uh, from a let's say, overall solutions, it's not so complicated. We can get there in a way where it's uh, quite fast, actually. But it still seems just a little bit intimidating if a company is just trying to enter this world for the first time or trying to switch out its legacy software and change its entire business processes. Where should a company start on its digital transformation journey? This is a question where there's no general answer. I cannot say a company should always start here or always there. It really depends, first of all, which industry a company is in. Second, what is the overall company strategy? Because the overall company strategy really guides the company in terms of what is the plan? How do we move forward? How do we differentiate? And then also what kind of models do we introduce? So we always need to think about the business, the business strategy, the business processes, and then think about the technology which is supporting it. Of course, there are different priorities. In general terms, you can say, especially very consumer and customer-oriented industries like retail, like a consumer products, a pharma, high-tech industries, this set of industries, very much end-consumer related. For them, front and center is the customer centricity strategy, right? Which means I really want to introduce this fast-moving supply chain. I want to introduce this one-hour shipment. I want to introduce this view on every single customer. If you think about more, let's say, the manufacturing industries, then in the discrete manufacturing, we are thinking about a model where it's important to become much more predictive and introduce this predictive supply chain concepts where I connect the assets I have, the equipment I have, and based on this information from the equipment where the machine is telling me, hey, I need maintenance, this is the information I not only use in order to be more efficient in asset management processes and maintenance processes, but I also use for my entire supply chain. Because if I know the machine is actually telling me I need maintenance, I put a maintenance order in there, which I can use in my demand and supply planning process in order to ensure that I can still fulfill all my customer orders in time. Instead of what we have right now, where a machine is breaking down, and once the machine is breaking down, I need to react to a situation, and most definitely a sales order or an order to a customer is late. So we need to create these predictive strategies in this environment. If I look at industries like, let's say, logistics, of course, this aspect of total visibility is super important. And 
to be honest, total visibility is important for all industries and goes really across. But here, this coming back to what I mentioned before, is where we need to have this digital mirror, the digital representation of the real world in the supply chain to support these industries. It's about risk management. I need to know where is the product, what is on the truck, thinking about the engines, the fuel consumption and so on. I need to also maybe want to monitor how is the truck driver in order to see is there risk and then really combine this information with my traffic, with my weather situation. And then I have a complete representation of the, of the real world, which allows me to really create a dynamic supply chain process where I dynamically adjust my execution. Hans, SAP has come a long way since its roots in enterprise software, specifically enterprise resource planning and the like. Talk a little bit about how SAP entered the digital age and the, the evolution of the company to reflect the current needs for solutions that meet that requirement. Yeah, like you said, SAP has a long history of more than 40 years history in working with companies around the world in creating the most efficient, most effective business processes, not only for supply chain, but for the entire enterprise. The strategy SAP has put together and has announced already earlier this year is called intelligent enterprise. So we really need to make a transition to leverage intelligent technology embed that into a business process and always thinking about end-to-end and also having the possibility to use the data and use data management in a different way. So let me explain a little bit what this means in the context of the digital supply chain, a topic we're talking about. So digital supply chain the aspect where we need to bring together all the different facets of a supply chain, all the different processes. It's not supply chain planning standalone. It's not logistics standalone. It's not manufacturing standalone. These processes need to be integrated. These processes need to talk to each other. We are talking about end-to-end processes. If we want to enable a one-day shipment, if we want to enable a one-hour shipment, we cannot have a long time where IT actually replicates data from one system to the next and uh, have all these batch runs overnight and so on. If you have that, you will not be able to, to introduce these type of processes. So we need to really think about end-to-end. I'm not talking about creating a monolithic type of environment, but an end-to-end process where the processes are integrated with each other and where we really think through from the beginning to the end. So this is the intelligent enterprise suite which we need to have. The second piece is it's not just about the integration, it's really also leveraging technology in a different way. We need to be able to connect to the things. In all the examples we discussed before, it becomes very obvious that we need to have the machines, the trucks, everything actually connected and leveraged information we get from the things. So this creates data and big data. So we need to be able to manage this data, correlate the information, and using, again, technology like machine learning in order to interpret this data, in order to really come up with the right results. We need to have the possibility to also connect to the business partners and and have them tied in. So therefore, we use blockchain in this context. And blockchain really an element which is very, or a technology which is very important for the context of supply chain, because especially when we talk about track and trace processes. And then we have, of course, the analytical environment, right? So we need to be able to analyze, to visualize, to present this information to a business user. So that's the technology. But the technology cannot be just 
sitting out there and stand alone. We need to tie it into the business processes I was talking before, into manufacturing, into transportation. Right. So this is where we say we need to have this view on end-to-end processes. We need to have this view on the intelligent technology. And we need to have the view on data management in order to provide that. SAP provides here certain solutions and tools in order to do that. Of course, on the business process side, it's not only the traditional ERG environment. We have the solutions, and I would say best-in-class solutions for every single organizational unit in a company, so-called line of business in a company. And then we have them integrated to each other so that they really talk with each other. The second piece is we have, of course, for the intelligent technology, introduced SAP Leonardo earlier last year in order to support these technologies together, all run on the cloud platform and the cloud SAP cloud platform really standing for the data management capabilities. So this is what SAP provides in order to support these transitions companies are making and really creating this intelligent enterprise. Well, Hans, I really appreciate this opportunity to talk to you and get a sense of just what is the digital supply chain to start with, how companies can adjust to it, what they must do to move in that direction, and also a little bit about how SAP itself is helping customers do that. So I want to thank you, Hans Talbauer. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Bob. That was my conversation with Hans Talbauer of SAP, talking about the coming of the digital supply chain. We thank SAP for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.